Good evening, everybody. Sorry we're late. Uh, technical difficulties, but we're doing much better now. Uh, <laughs> we had to get an extra microphone because we have uh, someone who's going to be switching seats with David towards the end. I'll introduce him to you later. Uh, he is going to be bringing some real estate data. Well, not even data. He's just going to talk about uh, the real estate market and some of the things that uh, folks are facing. So we're, we're going to begin our time together this evening. I have been given a lot of inquiries uh, by folks in the congregation, a lot of people actually out in the community who were a little taken back by the idea that I wouldn't kick anyone out of the church that would desire to come on a Sunday. So for those of you who um, struggle with that, I, I understand that completely. Please understand also, though, uh, marijuana dispensaries are considered essential. Um, grocery stores are considered essential. I I am of the belief that a fellowship is considered essential. Now, with that being said, to follow the CDC guidelines, the, the distancing, uh, we are going to disinfect this place, uh, both when people arrive and when they leave. There won't be any hugging. There's not going to be any handshakes. Uh, the seats are going to be massively separated. And, and that's not that we're inviting everyone to come on a Sunday, but we are social creatures and the scripture commands it. And if a church is not considered essential, where's that going to go in the future? We're watching pastors being arrested across the country. And this is a direct violation of the bill of rights, the first amendment. I don't, I don't seek to cause consternation in the community, but people, the, the suicide and, and depression. And I mean, it's what 40,000 people, died last year of I, I, the numbers are even higher than that but it this is these are critical times people need to be encouraged take a look just opening and at the end of our time together I'll cover it more but this is the scripture I wanted to give you do not forsake assembling of ourselves together it goes further uh, we're going to do verses 24 and 25 we'll take a look in a greater capacity at those later on but you all are tuning in we're getting over 100 people a night tuning in just to our, our live stream during the week because people are hungry for connection. And there's just so much you can do through a camera lens. I, I, we we want to see one another. We want to enjoy the music in the room together. These are critical components of the way God's created us. And a lot of folks are lonely. There's some folks that don't even have anyone in the home that they're there currently. Now, I'm not, I, by no way, shape, or means, or form, I don't want anyone, and we'll look at the data too, I don't want anyone 65 or older coming in and causing themselves to be uh, placed in harm's way. We, we know these critical components of the virus that we are going to be very mindful of. Uh, but we, we wanted to just have people consider this. How critical is a church? Are we just a waste of time? Are we unnecessary? Are we the equivalent of a movie theater? Is, is a fellowship something that's significant to the nation? Do certain governors believe that to be true and others don't? Do we contend for culture? Are we to remain silent? Is that, is that our role? Are we to be the submissive wife? That, that we're told to go and, you know, put ourselves in the corner? Are, are we to experience abuse or being relegated to obscurity? These are all questions that we're going to have to ponder because this isn't going to be the first time in our country that we're going to face something like this. 
And so we have to consider that. There's, there's, there's agreement in the pastoral community and there's pushback in the pastoral community. We're divided. This, this is, this is a, an interesting time to be alive. We're reaching 10 times the amount of people via the internet, but we have no connection in many respects. People are still lonely and they're hurting. God's word doesn't return void. There's much I can accomplish through the camera, but there's a lot we can't. Some folks just need to cry. They need to talk to you. They need some counsel. We'll take a look at that later tonight. I wanted you to know that we're going to intercede for this nation. I have asked you uh, to join us. Churches up and down the state, and it's catching on across the country too. We're going to start this Wednesday. Uh, We're going to do a three-day fast and prayer starting sundown on Wednesday to sundown Friday. I've got a council meeting Tuesday night. It'll be (laughs) the same way via a camera. Um, and, and, uh, And then we'll go into Wednesday and then at sundown on Wednesday, just a little bit, we'll be fasting. We'll we'll start it on Wednesday night as we do this broadcast. We'll be fasting and we're going to take it all the way through to Friday. We'd love for you to join us. They'll be posted online, all the the prayer lists and things you can pray for and uh, the leaders and all that stuff. So it'll be available to you. You just go to godspeak.com and you can get all that and we'll have it available on the front page of that. Dr. Robin, you... You, you came up with a really cool uh, website yeah. for volunteering. Uh, well, this, is, this is epic. Take over. Let me, you, want, you want me to click to it or you want to talk uh, about it first? Sure. I, you know, I, talk I, about it first. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. So uh, our governor and has actually set up a new initiative. And this is actually quite good. Yeah. Um, because uh, right now. You say that as though you're surprised. Well, uh, no. <laughs> it's just never been done. No, it to hasn't. To be honest, this, this has great. never been done. And um, it's a brilliant idea. Because you have a lot of people who are willing to help. We want to help. Exactly true. You know, it's not dissimilar to Christians in the bubonic plague. Yeah. So they're there. They're helping. They're in. They're being the hands and feet of Jesus. They're, they're, they're living alongside treating people, right. but how do you do that? And how do you connect? And how do you serve in a meaningful way? Right? Because you want to make sure you're helping and not hurting. Is that the segue? That's the segue. Here so we go. here Take we go. Look at this, folks. So, so you can volunteer. So if you're a medical professional, so you are a physician, you're a pharmacist, you're a medical student, even if you're retired and you're out of practice, you do not have a currently active license, they'll still find a place for you. And all you do is you go on to the California COVID website uh, and you just click on California Health Corps and you fill out the application. I did it today. It's very simple to do. Is it, it's COVID19.cal.gov? Uh, That's correct. Yeah, yep. .ca.gov. .ca.gov. Yeah. Yep. And it really, you know, um, and then basically they ask what you're willing to do, how you're willing to serve. Uh, and where? So are you willing to, and really this is to be able to imagine if there's a whole bunch of uh, need in Bakersfield. Well, right. we, we go where the hot spot is. Go we can, the, yeah. You go where the need is, yeah. right? So, and actually Mark Zuckerberg has donated $25 million in a stipend to help take care of health corps workers to be, to be able to pay for their, you know, food travel and board and, all and travel things, yeah. and all the things that need to happen in order to, to really make this. California Health Corps. California Health Corps. All right. Yeah. Amen. Well, there you go. It's yeah. a it's a way for the health community to uh, organize and jump in and 
Absolutely. Go where they're needed. Yes, exactly. All right, so that's that's an update on that, and we'll have more from you later because i got stuff for you. All right, I, I'm I, in. I, I throw I'm the in. slides in, and then I kind of surprise them, and then they have to respond to them. <laughs> so this is going to jump over to uh, David Glinky. Uh, we're going to his fear and greed speedometer index, whatever you call it, <laughs> dashboard. Take a look at this, and David, why don't you explain it to us? Well, you know, the markets were up again today, about 3% across those indexes that we went over yesterday. You know, the interesting thing with so all... So it, it wasn't as bad as you thought it'd be this today. Right. I mean, well, you were the getting... news that came out this morning turned it around where he's going to extend the... Uh, Trump's going to extend it to thir- out to April out to 30th. A- April 30th. That seemed to be the pivoting. And sometimes the, the stock market just wants an excuse to do what it's going to do. Yeah. But the thing that's really interesting about the stock market... It is the greatest polling place out there. True. Everybody's going to vote with their dollars. Almost more, they vote with their dollars. And every day, they vote with their dollars, and that's the polling of the perception of where the market's going forward. Hmm. So this fear and greed thing is just a a great way of seeing where people are perceiving. So it, it popped up two more points today. And if you go to the next graph... Look at that. It's continued since we started basically talking going upwards. So people I think we've are, done that. Yeah, it's all. Those hundred <laughs> views that we got, everybody bought ZM stock and boosted us up. No, it's because you started using Zoom. But I think it's interesting when you look at that last little part. Look at it's been going up the whole entire time. So people are voting in our economy throughout the whole fear. So I think it's an interesting good news story that people are still perceiving that we're a strong nation um, going forward. So I I, I think that's a a thing to look at and take into consideration. Now, we've got some other statistics that came in from the county, and here they are. Uh, But I also have uh, sent to me just now, so I'll do an update. The the total cases in Ventura County still remain the same, and the total deaths, and that's core morbidity there, all four of those were over 70. Um, and, and then you can also see the cases by age. But one of the things I wanted to share with you is there are 17 new cases between the last reporting and this one. Um, total cases are at 126. Recovered cases are 16 Anyone who has ever been hospitalized has been 28. So currently there are 14 uh, that are hospitalized, I believe. And uh, active cases that are under quarantine are 106. Now they've done 2,213 tests. So they've increased the testing. And um, Thousand Oaks now has 22 confirmed cases. 22 confirmed cases. And Simi Valley has 21 Oxnard at 18. So the the numbers are going up as which we expected. And this is a, a a viruses operate exponentially. And uh, so now with that being said, what do we do as a community? You you had the, the California uh, medical Corps. Yeah. Did I say that right? That's yeah. 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 The California medical Corps, Corps, health Corps. Yeah. And, and we, we've seen a way that we can contribute and participate, but this, uh, we get these numbers that we shared with you straight off of the Ventura uh, County emergency site. And we read these numbers. I get them a little earlier being an elected official. Uh, so whoop-de-doo, but I get them to you. So we're fine. Uh, but this is also something from their website that I wanted to make known to everybody. 
Uh, this was on March 23rd. They had put this notice out, personal protective equipment donations needed for local hospitals, first responders, and medical facilities in Ventura County. And they, the county is encouraging the public businesses, organizations to donate new unused personal protective equipment to assist healthcare providers, healthcare facilities, first responders responding to the Corona 19. And this is what they're asking for. They need surgical masks, N95 masks, procedural masks, isolation gowns, medical goggles, Dacron culture swabs, Tivec suits. Mm -hmm. You can drop, uh, the drop-off locations are as follows. It's the VCCF address. It's 4001 Mission Oaks Boulevard in Camarillo, California. 4001 Mission Oaks Boulevard, Camarillo, California, 93012. And that's the Ventura County... Um, Public health office. No, no, no. A VCCF uh, fund. It, it, it's uh, community, community fund, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's where you, you'd make donations and it goes uh, straight to the cause. Yeah. Uh, and now we're going to, here's another slide. You told me to throw this in and you got to explain it because every time you've asked me to throw this slide in, it is absolutely baffling to me. <laughs> and I'll use two points. I'm serious. I think, I think there's going to be people uh, watching tonight that are going to get a seizure from this slide that I'm about to show. You better the stock have a, market's going down tomorrow. It's a, as a result. This, isn't, it's a, this isn't a stock market slide. This is, uh, this is just confusion slide. But David Glinky wanted in. Take over, David. <laughs> well, why don't we just skip to that no, next no, one? No, no, no. You, you, you got you, it. Well, you know, the thing that's interesting is I think we've been doing a great job of going down to the root information. So all this stuff is usually is derived from the CDC. And there's so many different methodologies for interpreting the data. And this one is ESRI that you can go to. I just thought the interesting thing is the population at the top. But then at the bottom, look at... Okay, so this is, this is the county. So the population, 863,000. And then you said look at the bottom where... Look at the bottom where it says uh, uh, vulnerable at-risk population. Those are our older people. Those are the people that have pre-existing situations. What's that number? 129,000, okay. what is the eye test it. now? Yeah, eye test. <laughs> <laughs> 129,550. So that's a, a population, I think, if uh, above 65. So back to your church thing, those are our population that's above age 65 that is vulnerable, that we have to take into consideration. And then along the, uh, the typical hospital bed count, I just thought that was interesting because that is what our resources are. Yeah, so there's our resources. population, there's our resources, and there's who's vulnerable is the, the thing that I drive. It's interesting to me along the top right-hand side, it's a little bit behind the uh, amount of confirmed cases and the amount of deaths. I went to uh, LA County and Santa Barbara, and it's just really interesting to compare how we're doing, it's yeah. like a, a, a deep dive into the hot spot. So yep. it's a website that you can go to, it's just another way to uh, display the numbers. And I just thought the interesting thing is how many people we have vulnerable in our community that sure. we have to take that into consideration. Did that work? That works. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Try better it's next good. time. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. Well, this, this, this slide I really enjoyed that you sent me, and I, I thought it was apropos of how we're trying to navigate through all the information. And then we've got opposing ideologies of people who want to uh, prove their theory, and they, they proof tech, you know, by bringing in things that only work towards the direction they want to go. And this is a funny cartoon, and I really like it. Take a look at it. 
Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact, and everything we see is a perspective, not a truth. And as you can see there, it is a optical illusion. One person saying four, and the other saying three. And from his end, you can see three, and from that guy's end, you can see four. And if you try to figure it out, it's like David's last slide. It makes you <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look directly at it. Yeah. Just, my friend says I'm just Egg McMahon, but I'm. Who, is that a Marvel hero? Or no, who is that? He, he worked work with Johnny Carson. But yes, yeah. All right. You're supposed to go Th- along with is, that. This is a really good slide. I like this yeah. one, David. I like the last one. I like this one. Tell us about it. I mean, it speaks for itself, but man. I, I think we m- maybe we'll have the pleasure of having an economist later on because there's a lot of things going on. Just look at that's a ten or eleven day. What's two thousand? You know, so ten days. Yeah, uh, ten days. No, twelve days. Yeah, twelve days. We went from one point two five million people getting on airplanes down to one hundred eighty four thousand. And as I talk to small, middle, and large uh, businesses, they're trying to decide how they're going to navigate with this bailout because in the situation of ours at the airlines. How are we going to be able to? Um, how are we going to be able to navigate such a drop off in demand? So we can get this bailout, but if the bailout only lasts two or three months, and the airline's being dropped off for seven, eight, nine months. The money's going to run out. So uh, there's going to be some economic aspects that we're going to have to take into consideration going forward. So uh, before we uh, have our next guest come up, uh, and you have to give up the seat because we don't have room for four in here, and then we're going to, and we've all, you know, wait. No, no, actually, he has his own mic, so we're all good. But don't go down yet. Okay. We've got some questions to answer. Uh, this question comes from one of our viewers, and they said, please comment on Mayor de Blasio's statement regarding the possible seizure and permanent closure of churches and synagogues who meet during the current COVID-19 restrictions and arrest of the pastor of the River Church in Louisiana for holding services in defiance of the ban on group meetings. Uh, This is going to happen a lot more across the country. There are uh, folks that are going to stand in opposition to this. And uh, I'm I'm fearful that everyone's got um, a dog in the fight. There are going to be those that are going to want to suppress religious liberty. There are going to be those who want to emphasize religious liberty. And everyone's going to be showboating. But the bottom line is, what does the scripture say? The scripture says that we don't forsake fellowshipping with the saints, but we have to do it in accordance with Caesar. Now, we the people are the sovereign in America. We're the sovereign and our governors govern by consent of the sovereign, we the people. We are given a Bill of Rights. The very first amendment of the Bill of Rights is the freedom of religion. Congress shall make no law restricting the free exercise. Now, we willingly can yield, but the government doesn't have, by our own founding documents, the ability to do that. Now, we'll go back and forth if they want to declare martial law. These are suggestions. But if the governors go so far as to want to enforce and arrest... And it's interesting, we are releasing convicts from our prisons, we're releasing them, and then we're saying that we can't congregate together, and they're sending them out. Um, it's it's bizarre. Uh, so, th- you want me to comment on it? I don't like what uh, Bill de Blasio has suggested or has done. I don't like that uh, pastors are getting arrested in the same regard. 
I, I think there needs to be civility and wisdom. I, I have been laboring over this. This is a burden to me. I, 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 that's why I'd ask you to just continue to pray in accordance with Timothy for all the pastors in this community. And what, I'll tell you one of the things that isn't helpful. Folks are chiming in and deriding pastors across the country because they refuse to open. Why don't you sit in their shoes for a while? It's easy to be an armchair quarterback. We, we have consequences. We have a fellowship of pastors. We have to navigate these waters. Pray for them instead of deride them and, and dump on them. So pray for wisdom. I, I, maybe I like it, maybe I don't. I can comment on it. I, I gave you the idea of our constitutional rights. I, I'll go into greater detail on Hebrews 10, but um, yeah. yeah. You know, not only is it a decision that is made for our current situation, but the decisions are going to be the ones that set precedent 10, 15, 20 yeah. years from now. That's why this is not just a little thing. This, this is, is a yeah, this big is, thing. This is a big thing because they're, we are non-essential. And I said it earlier. It, uh, is a church irrelevant? Then just let's shut the doors. Why don't we just do this video all the time? Forget about fellowshipping. Forget about the power of the God we declare we serve. Let them, let, let them relegate us to obscurity. So there are folks who are going to contend and there are others that are going to look for wisdom and in different ways. And each situation is unique unto itself. Pray for them for wisdom. Please. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, I need wisdom. Please pray for me for that. Next question. Um, it says, uh, let's put it up on the screen for everybody. See, it says, can God speak, provide gospel western civilization and american heritage curriculum to so many forced homeschoolers um let me just get on that <laughs> well, well isn't that the bible no 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 I, 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 all, of, all of our material if the kids want to watch it are you I, maybe if you could elaborate on the question are you wanting me to do worksheets or I, I put those together they're online already on our website if you want the kids to sit down and watch them if you're looking for the ability to test them or something along those lines, uh, you're going to have to elaborate on what you're asking for, and I'll do my best to accommodate that. Yeah. And they're not forced into homeschooling. This isn't a have to. This is a get to. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> you're, you're inquiring about teaching them about Western civilization, the gospel, about God and government, and, and you're, that's, not a ha that's not a have to. That's a get to. So rejoice in that. Uh, an, another silver lining to the COVID-19 is it has saved more lives than it's taken. Abortion clinics, for the most part, are shut down. They're calling them essential operations, although anything else is supposedly not the case. But folks just aren't doing it. it it's, it's a huge decrease in abortion. So uh, let's, I want to introduce you, you, will you go and uh, yeah, tell them to come on up? Take a break. You take a break, all right. <laughs> and... And let me, let me introduce you. Uh, come on up. It's okay. This is Sorry I'm late. Traffic was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is Todd Shillington, and he has uh, the unique title of the person in all of the Conejo Valley that has known me longer than even my wife has known me. My oh. wife, Michelle. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that. there's anybody in the Conejo Valley who's known me longer than you have. Can we have fun with that for a minute? Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm sitting over a Pete's Coffee, and this is probably five years ago, and Scott Berman starts talking to me. We're talking swimming. And Scott Berman says to me, you know, our pastor swam. I said, oh, okay. How old is he? He said, he's about your age. By the way, you're, on, you're younger than me. And, and he preserves better. I said, I said, uh, well, what's his name? And he says, Rob McCoy. And, you know, I'm not really good at a lot of things, but remembering names, I'm you are really good, good at, at that. You are really good at that. And, and I said, I said, where'd he grow up? He said, in San Diego. I said, where in San Diego? He says, um, Coronado. I said, I know him. And he goes, you're kidding me. And he says, yeah, he's our pastor. I think I left Pete's Coffee, drove straight over to your church, and I see Rob, and I said, do you remember me? And he, he looks at me, and he goes, he goes, I know I know you, but I can't, rem- <laughs> I, I can't remember where I know you from. Yeah. And then, see, we swam together at uh, Mesa Junior College back in 1984. San Diego Mesa, 1984, back and, when Colonel Sanders was a corporal. <laughs> And, and it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. After that, after that, I had, I had done a, a, a Google search and I had found, um, you know, we still have one of the top relay times at, uh, at Mesa, but you would ask me, Hey, can you find any pictures, you know, from when we swam together? I could not find any pictures. Oh, bummer. Okay. But what I could find was this Micah. Uh. What is that? All right. Now, I want you to look at this. This is, this is the current record board at Mesa College. Okay. Rob McCoy from 1984 still holds two records. He holds the 200 free and the 500 free. Wow. And, and let me tell you, let me, let me put this in context for you so you can, you can understand how good this guy was. I saw Phelps swim. In 2007, <laughs> down in Long Beach, he swam the 500, which he never swims. Okay, in prelims he went a he went a 420. In finals he went a 410. The American record is 408. And at a junior college, you swim that in 437. That's a fast time. That's how good he was. Can we move so, on? <laughs> I knew this would embarrass you a little yeah, bit, but uh, um, he was a very good swimmer. Right, anyway, well, and I've been swimming in this area for a long time, so stuff like that means something. That's really, to me. Yeah, you, you, you're still active. I, I was a swimmer, now I'm a buoy, but you're still a swimmer. I, I, I get out there and I swim. Yeah, it's yeah. been weird for me to be out of the water for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But, uh, um, but anyhow, Rob asked me to talk about some things that are going on let in the me, real let estate me, market. Let me segue it, because this ahead. is the guy that you wanted to introduce in a yeah. couple These are his. Uh, um, these are Mark Schneep's numbers. Yeah, so he. What does Mark do? Mark is uh, an economist with the. Um, the California Economic Forecast, okay. and he's one of the premier uh, economists out here today, and uh, um, does a lot of updates for not only the real estate community but for uh, a lot of big businesses all over California. Do, do you think he'll survive the panel if we bring him? Uh, yeah, he's, he comes in from Santa Barbara, so we'll have him come. That's really exciting. I, I think we're gonna have him come tomorrow night. That's great. All right, so tune in for that. But let's let's let, here's some of the stuff that was off of his website. I pulled off. Uh, this says here, we estimate the California weekly unemployment rate to be 12.3%, up from 3.9% just four weeks ago. That's insane. Wow, that's insane. We plan on revising this rate on April 2nd with the expectation that it will remain within a range of 9.4 to 15.5%. And just to show you that on a graph, 
boom, there it is. Uh, weekly unemployment rate in the U.S. and the weekly unemployment rate in California. You, you can just see in that very short period of time, it is like a rocket ship going to space. Yeah. It's insane what we've uh, endured uh, in California. Uh, he'll, he'll talk on some of the, the economic barometers for oh, the yeah. state. Yeah. You, now, you're, yeah. you're in real estate, Todd. Uh, and if you didn't hear his name, Todd Shillington. Uh, it, Google me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hold that closer to you. Google now, me. Now, tell everybody um, kind of in your industry what you're doing and how this has all affected what you're you know, um, I did a lot of research today. I called a lot of my uh, uh, mortgage uh, friends, and they're really good barometers. Tell everybody what you do. They don't know. Uh, um, I'm in the I'm in the commercial side of the title business. Okay. And uh, um, but I've I've done um, uh, commercial brokerage. I've uh, done uh, a lot of lending, and I have a lot of friends that are still in that arena. And what we're seeing in the residential side of the mortgages is uh, a lot of lenders are starting to pull back, okay? Especially some of the riskier loans, you know, the what they call non-QM loans, um, uh, where where they're doing bank statement, more self-employed type of uh, uh, type of borrower. Okay. Uh, um, the uh, uh, the hard money guys are pulling back real hard, and uh, your your A paper lenders are still out there, but they're so jammed up because rates drop so low. They're so jammed up that it's taking a long time to uh, fund out the the pipeline. Got it. And they're and they're squeezing their uh, um, uh, their guidelines down pretty hard too. So uh, um, uh, you know we don't think that's going to go away. We're going to have that there. They're going to have that FHA there. They're not really worried about that going away. Um, but you know that's kind of the optimistic guy right now that's mm. saying that I don't know. Now you can't really touch on this, but it was a question I'd received earlier that uh, they the. The government has established that real estate agents are essential. You know, I heard that. Yeah, and 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 as essential, um, the the some of the brokerage firms don't want their real estate agents out there. You know, I think they're doing a lot in the way of uh, virtual tours right now. Mm. They're talking to people a lot on the phone. Uh, they may even be putting deals into escrow or trying to you know, subject to the ability to be able to do a walkthrough. Hmm. And wow. uh, I, I think you might be seeing some of that happen for people yeah. that, you know, really need, want to get something. I'm going to have to investigate that more because that was a, that was a, a good question, one that just kind of baffled me, but I'll, I'll dig into that for everybody. But as the pipeline starts to fund out, I think it'll, uh, um, you will really start seeing things slow down, uh, especially now that this thing has the potential of going another month. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, then let's jump back to you. All right. I, I really enjoyed Todd sharing about my swim records. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I just recently <laughs> met, and so that's cool. I just have to trust him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, can't, we can't actually well, determine Well, I'll, I'll tell you the, the thing about Todd and, and, and I, that when we met, we both weren't Christians. And, uh, I was at his 21st birthday party. Okay, okay. Oh, you oh, said dear. you weren't going to bring oh, up any of that. <laughs> oh, None of it. <laughs> yeah, do not. Ask. Yeah, so, but there, God is a God of miracles. Amen. I mean, I, I look at him and, and think if God could have saved him, he looks at me and thinking that God could save someone like him. I mean, we're both a oh, testimony yeah. to how God is gracious. And, and I think we got a great testimony today. Yeah. Because, uh, um, you know, we're able to show the world that as believers, we're going to get through this yeah, without fear. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And here's the other cool thing. 
Who would ever thought we would be faithfully and happily married as long as we are? Your wife, I'm married to Michelle 30 years. 30 We've got years. wonderful families. Yeah. I mean, God's been good to us, Todd. Amen. In spite of what idiots we were. We were. <laughs> yeah, amen. <laughs> so just leave it at that. All right. All right. Uh, Dr. Robin, jump in here. These are the latest numbers per state. Uh, these are some of the leading states when it comes to active cases, total cases. Um, it, we've, we've had... New York, uh, total deaths, 1,342. That's total new deaths, uh, 279. So we're declaring it this be kind of a war zone. But in, in all reality, uh, this we quite haven't hit the intensity that quite possibly could be awaiting. Uh, this yeah. this is active cases, 61,000. So And then the numbers precipitously drop as you go uh, through the, the different states. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's, you know, I think we're starting to see the beginning of this curve. Yeah. And, uh, and that's in line with what was predicted, uh, is that, you know, this week was really going to be the week that we really start to see everything go up and over the next two, three weeks. So there's actually, in my mind, that, that gives us a lot of confidence of the fact that the models were fairly accurate. So that's... Here's, here's a, another coronavirus cases in the U.S., uh, 163,490 deaths, right. 3,148 recovered, 5,506. Yeah. And here's here's a good way to see it, kind of watching the the wave a little bit. You have uh, daily new deaths in the United States. So uh, going all the way from February 15th now to March 28th, you can see this decline in deaths. Uh, yeah, hard to, hard to know. Hard to figure hard, out. Hard to that. know. I, I would say that we don't, this, you know, if you were to fit a curve to that, you wouldn't be able to say with great confidence that that, that dip is significant. Good. Uh, I mean, I, I'm saying that because we, we put these out here. It's good to hear how to look at these properly. Yeah. So I, people I mean, can get a grasp of th- that. Basically, when we start looking at modeling and trends, so the, a lot of the, um, the the big study was the Imperial College study that yeah. uh, that, that was that really actually ended up helping President Trump make some decisions, yeah. actually. And it was, it, they're great. I mean, that's I, I why he extended it out to April 30th. That's right. He thinks there's two weeks, two more weeks yeah. of, of riding this wave. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's, here's the other one. Uh, daily new cases in the United States. This probably oh, yeah. has a little bit of a statement to it because yeah, we've yeah. been doing more testing. Right. Right. Even here in the, in the Conejo or Ventura County, we've had more testing. Yeah. And we'll be having accessibility. And the stock has gone up for Abbott because they yeah. have that yeah, really yeah, quick point test. Of care. Yeah, point, point of care, care testing. Yeah. I mean, what we're seeing here is, and you've got to remember, too, that the current testing is delayed. So if you imagine, it's at least a day or two. The results of the test are at least a day or two behind the the time in which the person was tested, right? right? So you kind of have to remember in your mind that this delayed. And in the beginning, that delay was much greater. So in fact, there's kind of a a backlog of cases that were probably positive that, you know, you have to kind of figure that, you know, are are in the mix. Um, But yeah, you can see that, you know, the trend is as as we'd expected. And and, and hopefully at some point soon, we're going to start to see that new case taper off. Taper off. Yeah. I, I decided on this next slide to just completely remove China. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, executive Please. decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, they're not reporting anymore, and it, it's it's ludicrous to include their numbers because we, it, first of all, we can't even trust them. Uh, but here, uh, this is the latest update. Uh, we've got 19, almost 20,000 new cases uh, today in the U.S. that have been diagnosed. We total deaths are 3,148, but interesting uh, is that there's been 565 new deaths 
reported today in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then that brings the number at the far right. I mean, we've been as low as three per one million. Now we're at 10 per one million. It's an exponential growth. Three goes to six, six goes to kinda. Sort of, I mean, it's trending up. It's trending up, but still that's 10 per one million people. Correct. That's not 10 per 100,000. That's right. That's not even 10 per 10,000. That's not even 10 per 1,000. And I mean, if you think about, you know, if this was the coronavirus Olympics, uh, the South Korea currently has the gold medal. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's clear. Um, and, you know, in, in line with other countries, we're still doing very well. Yeah. So that's, you know, we may, we, we're coming home with the bronze, I think. We're doing point. well. So we're, we're, we're not doing bad at all. Had a, a couple of folks inquire about me always pointing out that the elderly are more uh, subject, susceptible. susceptible, excuse me, to yeah. this virus. And as I point out the different categories in the Ventura County region mm-hmm. to exclude 46 to 65 and not make it as significant. But uh, I understand that and we're all to be cautious and wash our hands and uh, keep distancing. But this is an interesting statistic for death rate. I mean, look at this. Uh, death rate confirmed cases at 80 years of age and older, it's running 14.8%, yeah. 70 to 79 is 8%, 60 to 69 is 3%. And then you, you drop down significantly from 50 to 59. It's, it's 1.3%. Yeah, no, I, I so 100%. So, yeah. so we, part of the fear is that we don't fully understand this new virus. Mm. That's the, I mean, that's where the fear comes in, but there is one thing we know. And it's this. <laughs> this yeah. is what we know. This so is what we, do know. we may not know right. a lot, but we know it, it. It's way worse. It's way more severe, and the chance of you dying from this virus is is higher the older you are. The, the, when I took out the numbers for China, uh, the, there was reports today that they're, they're they're saying it was tenfold the number reported. Yeah. And they're talking about urns and missing telephone numbers and the like. And I mean, China just has not assisted in this. It's uh, a very different world. It is a different world. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, it's tragic because the world could really use help knowing the numbers and why they handled it the way they did. And they suppressed the doctors that started to speak of it. And this is troublesome. This is troublesome. And first of all, I... I can clearly say as a citizen, I do not want my antibiotics coming from China anymore. I, I don't want to be beholden to a nation that doesn't deal in, in uh, transparency. Mm-hmm. Well, and can hold you hostage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I want that to be made known, and we can go from there. Uh, this is the only thing really made in China that's lasted as long as I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that dear. wasn't nice. Let's oh, stop that. Dear. Stop that. <laughs> Where were we? Okay. We're going to conclude on something that is significant other than my crass humor. Um, we began with Hebrews 10, and I want to bring you to uh, verse 24 and 25. And this is critical, and this is what I'm asking for prayer for, for all the pastors in the nation, for our government leaders, as this is a mandate that we're looking at as believers that God has called us to. And take a look at this passage. It says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more, uh, and, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. 
And the, the idea of let us stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, stirring up love and good works. And we can do that to an extent through the camera. But th- this passage is very clear when you, when you do the, uh, the expository study of it, assembling of ourselves. This is a physical connection that the body comes together. Uh, one commentator, as I started to take a look at even the use of the word love, this word agape, in the context of uh, the, the Greek, it says in this commentator said, love here is the ancient Greek word agape, which we know filled with significance by the New Testament. Love needs stimulation and society. Faith and hope can be practiced by a solitary, uh, can be practiced by a solitary in a hermit cell or on a desert island, but the exercise of love is possible only in community. And we can, we can hope in our houses, we can have faith in our houses, but as Christians, we, 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 we exercise that love by action. Love is required, it's possible only in community. Common unity, this this realization that as, as you gave that website to participate, things that we should be doing, we're not to be stupid, but we're also not to operate in the context of fear. We've gone through this. And the, and the church isn't irrelevant. If all we were supposed to be was talking to somebody through a television screen, um, I think that's one of the downfalls. As we started to realize we can make a ton of money by wearing cool suits and combing our hair, hair a certain way and, and putting on theatrics over a, te- a television screen. But, but the church is, is not this. The, the church is engaging in the community and making a difference. And, and the church is the ecclesia, the assembling of ourselves together. We can assemble in smaller groups and it's also good to assemble in larger groups. We want to honor those who are in authority but not when it comes to relegating us to obscurity. Uh, we, we have to walk that fine line. And please, pray for every pastor. You, you've got an opinion, great. We all do. It's like belly buttons. Everybody's got one and they're full of lint. So I would say, instead of exercising your opinion, would you please ap- apply prayer? Pray for these pastors for wisdom. They, they want to be mindful of, uh, of the, the concerns in the community and not wanting to make others think that they're exasperating this virus. But at the same regard, they also want to minister to people who are being devastated by depression and loneliness and need someone to talk to. People need someone to be encouraged by. We're social creatures. So keep us in prayer. We need wisdom. And I'm grateful. And then uh, Wednesday night, sundown, we begin our three days of fasting and prayer. You can still pray when you're not fasting. I've been enjoying that. (laughs) But there's something special about fasting. And it doesn't have to be water only. It's just denying yourself for the sake of pursuing the Lord. I would encourage you all to fast from electronics with the exception of from seven to eight, which, you know, be encouraged, right? Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to close as we do every evening. I'm going to close with prayer, and then I'm going to read number six to you. But would you join with me as we, we, we pray for these pastors and community leaders, uh, religious leaders, in a nation that actually honors religious liberty. 
considers it to be an inalienable right in a sense because it's in the Bill of Rights. It's the very first amendment. John Adams said only a moral people can govern a republic. So we, we need to go to the Lord. So join with me as we pray. Lord, thank you for David Glinky and for Todd and for Robin and Lord, for all the folks tuning in. Thank you for the pastors in our community who have reached out and given their words of encouragement, words of advice, words of concern. For folks uh, within the fellowship who've done the same. <clears throat> and Lord, as we're examining this and we know nationally that there's a response as to what is the purpose of the church in the midst of a crisis? Are we to be relegated to the significance of a movie theater? Or are we essential? And that's the question to be asked. Do we demand that or do we exercise that? Do we do it in humility or do we do it by standing firm? When Paul declares, stand fast therefore in the liberty for which Christ has set you free. And it's easy for anyone to knock down a barn door. But very few desire to build one. People can tear things apart. You can unravel a loose thread, but it's hard to knit. God, I pray that we would relent from being critics to being encouragers, intercessory, intercessory warriors in prayer. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to be one, that we would endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, that we would pray, intercede, encourage, and we would ask and ask you to impart wisdom to our leaders, to our pastors, to those who have to navigate these waters. We pray your covering and protection over the lonely, the hurting, those that need fellowship, that they, they long to assemble together. God, I, I pray that you'd bring a rapid healing to the land as we press in to worship you. I pray that you would heal those who are sick in our community, in our our city, our county, our state, our nation, and across the world. We pray for the areas of the hot spots, as I'm thinking of Italy and Spain, where this virus is wreaking immense havoc and hearts are broken. We pray comfort upon those areas, and as a nation and as a world, we would come together to encourage. Lord, I pray that there would be an awakening and a revival of selflessness and service that can only come that your word declares, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, be a servant of all, that it would be a desire to be a part of the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man. So Lord, please, we ask you to do these things in accordance with your endless resources and your abundant grace and tremendous mercy. Please, God, help us. We cry out to you. Have mercy on us, God. Heal us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Numbers is what we'll close with tonight as we have every night, that the Lord would bless you and keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you, and that he would be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, and give you peace. So don't forget, Wednesday night, sundown begins the three day fast and we'll conclude it on sundown Friday night and we'll enjoy 
We'll do communion here Friday night. That'd be fun. That'd be super fun. Yeah, we'll do communion with you on Friday night. That'll yeah. be our first meal together. So, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, tune in every night, 7 o'clock. And I'm so grateful, Todd, that you're going to be bringing... Mark. Mark. Yeah, th- this will be great. Tune in. So God bless you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow night.